0: You're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys, definitely one of the best wrestling podcasts out there. Help us grow by subscribing and downloading each episode. Tell a friend, too. My name is Jake, and joining you is my host, Mitch. How are you doing? man it has been
1: a wild wild week so my wife went out camping over the weekend and she was playing some like weird rugby adjacent game um it was kind of like rugby meets calvin ball which hopefully that reference lands for one of our many listeners i really hope so it worked for me good i I still i have a stupendous man tattoo so i'm all in on that Uh (laughs) but uh anyways she took a funny step here's a loud pop and boom broke her fibula so snapped it clean down near the ankle joint so we are just uh she's all casted up we're just waiting on uh, basically a spot to open up to get the surgery done in the next few days so one of these days i'm going to be on on hospital duty for a day driving her back and forth because yeah. probably shouldn't drive home all hopped up on morphine um but yeah, that's been, that's been our week. It's been a wild week. Jeez, so
0: sorry, man. She's yeah. be uh, For
1: a bit, not being able to run, but it is what it is. Those things
0: happen. Yeah. But, but think about how like jacked her arms will be from using crutches.
1: Oh man. It's, so it's, I, it's a
0: trade-off, you know, it's a
1: real thing. When I broke, gotta look uh, for the thing. Well, I broke a bone in my foot and I had about six weeks on a boot and crutches and then six weeks of just walking. I mean, I was pretty into weightlifting at the time to begin with. And that meant all I could really do was upper body and like single leg, lower body. Thing. Right. Just from crutching around, like my arms legitimately grew an inch and a half over those six weeks. It atrophied once I stopped using crutches, of course, but like the, the effect was real. Like it was, I it was measurable. It was an inch and a half in six weeks just from crutching around.
0: That's like, wild.
1: It's insane.
0: Yeah. It's crazy how the body will compensate and. Yeah benefit from it Mm -hmm. well most of the time there are downsides but let's not get into that um so do you want to give us uh you had some quick thoughts on the dark shows that aew runs you want to run through those
1: yeah so there's there's are are you
0: cracking one open too here absolutely let me me, uh yeah
1: the official beer tonight is chanagivsky all profits go to ukrainian relief efforts Ukraine's most beloved beer brand. I don't even know if it's a Ukrainian beer brand. It says brewed in the nice. USA on the back. But
0: well, hey, I'm uh, I'm just enjoying a Coke Zero because I have uh, hereditary substance abuse issues. So all proceeds of that go to Coca Cola.
1: <laughs> uh, so there were about four uh, four big highlights on Dark this week. Um, the first of which comes at. And this one we need a timestamp for. Go to about 20 minutes, 45 seconds into elevation. It's uh, Yuka Sakazaki, Yuka Sakazaki, Yuka Sakazaki and (laughs) Karoshida in a tag match. Um, I think it was like Lainey Luck and someone they were facing. Doesn't really matter. Um, It gets edited out so we don't get to see it. But on her entrance, Yuka like trips on her cape and eats shit. And Justin Roberts cannot keep it together. I don't know if I've ever seen Justin Roberts corpse. He gets through two Yukasaka lets out a chuckle on the third, tries to regroup and just cannot hold it together. He is turning beat red, laughing his way out of the ring trying to introduce her. And it's like, and this is elevation. This isn't the studio right. one where they can retake right. it. This is the one they do before Dynamite and Rampage. So it's one and done. This is the cut that's going on and it is well, well worth a watch.
0: It i'm glad that they kept it i know that me they're too. they're pretty spot on whenever it comes to removing stuff from the mm-hmm. show that they don't want to be there so uh i'm glad that they had fun with it and yeah. uh i'm glad she didn't get hurt yeah because whenever yeah. you see something like that my first instinct is like oh my god <laughs> i hope i'm not like this doesn't bite me for laughing at her
1: yeah she is 100 percent okay and we just got a fun moment Um, That was kind of the only real highlight from the elevation episode on the studio dark episodes. The one that goes on Tuesdays, there are kind of three main things to point out. Um, The simplest one would be Fuego's attire. Um, it's not a dark order symbol on his head but the colors are starting to resemble it more and more and there have been a couple little vlog moments over time that made me think maybe there's going to be some some directional changes for fuego to try and find himself we'll see if that comes to fruition or if i'm just making shit up but i did notice a color scheme thing going on there Um, the bear country match is worth a watch just for the taz and excalibur commentary alone they are always on fire, always ribbing each other. And this one, this one might be one of their best best efforts across an entire match. Um, they go on a journey about bear cubs and finding cubs for Bear Country to have. Um, obviously, we got Rough in it and Fuego on Dynamite tonight, so this very much played into the episode tonight about them finding a couple little cubs. But they they went on a tear for about five minutes straight during this match, and it is fantastic to watch. Um, the real bit of information relevant to AEW and wrestling and actual character developments, Josh Woods has a big deal entrance now. He's had mm-hmm. his own entrance on Dark before, but he's got it. He's got his own song. He's got a new Titan Tron that, you know, it's not one of the token ones where they just flash a name up and nothing else. Like, they put some work into this one. I think it's safe to say Josh is definitely going to be a part of Ring of Honor going forward. Um, that's just way too fancy of an F- entrance if he's not going to be factored in. They, they mentioned uh, Yuda beating him for the pure title as well. So all signs point to Josh Woods being a major part of future Ring of Honor going forward.
0: Yeah, my, Mikey Ruckus doesn't have that much free time to just knock out a real banger for him. So
1: No, and that's like this one took some effort. You can tell there was time invested in this one. So that's happening for a reason.
0: Which I'm fine with. He would oh. be an awesome addition.
1: Absolutely. Former pure champion. Ladies. Yep he'll be a good person to have on that roster. So I was happy to see that and had to make sure I pointed out because, you know, we're not going to see Josh on dynamite or rampage a whole lot. And those are things that are going to get missed. So Josh woods real deal.
0: Yep. Yep. I definitely echo that. Um, so we've got a couple events <laughs> like a bunch of suckers. We previewed West coast pro last week. Um, so quick rundown. Um, if you're now familiar west coast pro runs live on IWTV. it's worth the monthly subscription just for west coast pro they're going to be running this weekend awesome awesome card if you want to hear us run that down listen to the last episode um so we jumped a gun a little bit early on that so to keep that moving let's jump the gun early and talk about two shows that aren't happening for until like the end of the month um a couple major match announcements were made while we were working on this show. So, um, let's go ahead and talk about Rick Flair's last match, uh, coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee on July 31st, 2022. Um, do you have the card in front of you or you want me to run it down? I do
1: have the card in front of me, Brad. All right. So, this is going in no particular order. We don't know a card order yet, but there are quite a few matches, some very interesting ones. One of the ones that I just saw get announced that piqued my interest, uh, the Briscoes against the Von Erics.
0: Yep, that Von- just happened.
1: Yep, yeah, the Von Erics are not someone you see a lot of. They do most of their work in MLW. Um, that said, they're they're the last of the Von Ericks. They're They're the ride. They're the show. Um, their MLW theme is is kind of sick I definitely recommend checking yeah, out the theme yeah. song It's badass And I'm, I'm definitely excited for that match
0: Yeah um, I think a reason you don't see them Very often is because no one wants to pay For that flight from Hawaii to wherever Your mm-hmm. indie Fed is um, So yeah, I think You know, big picture This show, I was kind of worried It just seems like Just a random Impact house show But the more stuff that gets added the more excited yeah. I'm getting about it and um, I think that this is kind of a must See show and You know the Von Erick's getting a spotlight match I mean it's You want to talk about the history of all Of just wrestling Let alone like NWA And the ties that Flair has with The Von Erick's like th- This mm-hmm. is a big deal these are Guys to keep an eye out on And if you haven't seen anything from them yet, I think people are going to be (laughs) presently surprised and pleasantly surprised.
1: (laughs) Yeah, next up we have Impact World Title. Defending champion Josh Alexander taking on MLW's Jacob Fatu.
0: Yeah, um, we're not the biggest Jacob Fatu guys, but we are Josh Alexander guys. I expect this one to be fine, and I do not expect the title to change hands. I think this is just going to be a nice little match. Hopefully it doesn't go like 30 minutes or anything.
1: Given the rest of the card, I don't think this one's going to go super long, nor do I think the next one's going to go crazy long. The Impact Knockouts uh, triangle match, Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo, and Rachel Ellering, all people that already work regularly in Impact. So,
0: Which brings us to uh, yet another Impact Championship match. Hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what other ones for the title? Um, So they're also doing the uh, Impact Knockouts title three-way. Jordan Grace defends against Deanna Perrazzo and Rachel Ellering.
1: The thing I literally just said?
0: I wasn't paying attention. I'm still working on show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Fuck me. I'll tell you what match isn't for titles. That would be the Wolves versus the Motor City Machine Guns. And now you
1: understand my
0: confusion.
1: I just talked about the three-way. Looking at the machine guns, what fucking title is this for?
0: For the uh, Jake's Heart Championship. (laughs) All right. Walk us through this as I uh, wrap this up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so that's a match it will happen it will probably not be for an impact title unless something changes in the next few weeks but motor city machine guns clearly have some impact <laughs> history so you never know maybe that was just a hot take coming to fruition but uh we're getting we're getting it the wasn't match. it's it's gonna be cool i'm excited for that one next up after that we get uh, killer cross against davey boy jr um, both men without homes right now really i don't know if killer cross is definitively mlw or just kind of showed up there
0: so Davey this is boy. listed as a mlw match okay um so i'm guessing that that's that's his home both guys are just doing that can we talk for a second about how upsetting it is that tony khan didn't book davy boy smith jr as the joker for the owen cup i that it's such a missed opportunity. I mean if it's only one match who cares? Mm-hmm. Like that's just a nice little thing to do.
1: I, I got to wonder if maybe Davey had already put some pen to court's paper cuz I don't think there's a lot of uh portship nah. between those two promotions. So sick pun. Thank you. But that that'd be my only guess as to why it why it couldn't have happened if if he'd already put some pen down there. Right. He did he did get fired a while ago from WWE. Yeah. Uh, all right, our match that is not for the Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship, but man, <laughs> would this be a better match for it? Bandito, Black Torus, Laredo Kid, and Ray Phoenix in a square match.
0: <laughs> I love you. Um, this is my match of the show, as rad as the Wolves and Machine Guns is likely going to be. Um, I there's no version of this that's like terrible, right? Mm. Like as long as everyone does like stays healthy this this i'm gonna pay for the show just for this assuming that the show is like 20 bucks if it's like anything higher than that uh i'm gonna get on the high seas
1: yeah i think 20 americans gonna kind of be my ceiling on it um you know now we're entering territory of like 100 canadian at that point and that's just getting up there so (laughs) (laughs) that's that's probably like 26 or 27 canadian right now but that's like i'll pay that much i don't think i'd go much higher though yeah um, then we get a young lions. No the more real
0: movie. main event. Let's yeah. go
1: the, um, I'm trying to think of a good nickname for Clark Connors, but I haven't quite figured out how to tie in like the American crocodile Dundee. I don't know. He's something. He's got a Skinner vibe. Clark Connors and Ren Narita young lions no more weird match to be on the show, but I mean, <laughs> it'll be fine.
0: Um if this isn't the opener, it should be pretty close to the top. I I, yeah. I I think this would be an excellent way to start the show, but what do I know? I'm uh I'm just the guy doing show notes during a live recording, so well if, you, what do I know?
1: You know what you don't know, Rick Flair's opponents.
0: Excellent segue.
1: Thank you. We do we still don't know. Um all we know is it's not gonna be Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> That's, that's pretty much all we're at right all now. All right, let,
0: let's see. Who's it not going to be? Uh, Ultimate Warrior. Andre the Giant. Roddy Piper. They uh, mine had
1: the rumor attached to it.
0: Oh, is it Cody Rhodes? <laughs> or, hey, if we want those sick online metrics, let's put in the show title rick flair versus sasha banks (laughs) question mark
1: i i legitimately don't have a real guess for this the closest i got was Jay lethal because he'd been training with him but like i'm sure he wants someone that you know factors into his legacy a bit so who knows i guess we'll find out
0: um so i'm i'm so out of touch on this one um what's the possibility of it being nick aldis
1: um, I mean, that sounds believable. I Again, I, I heard the Ricky Steamboat rumors. Those got shut down, and I saw clips of him training with Lethal, and that is about the extent of my knowledge on who his opponent could be.
0: I got it. Triple H. Let's go. Which uh, one is more likely to have a heart attack in the ring? <laughs> it's the scariest match you've ever seen.
1: guess you could do one of the... One of the rock and roll guys, be the same age at least,
0: or Arn. Legitimately could do Tully. Oh my god! Imagine people paying money, and they're like, "All right, you're getting Tully in the main event of a pay." Tully did a
1: dynamite match, like that
0: happened. Yeah, but his opponent wasn't Ric Flair (laughs) in 2022, so uh, a little bit of a difference there, bud.
1: all right, brother. <laughs> Got yeah. opponent.
0: Let's bring in Hulk. Let's bring him in. Let's just do it.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't Could know. Could you the...
0: imagine? Dude, I, I think that would actually increase the buys.
1: Oh, that would sell so much. It would be the yeah. worst match you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Like Impact Knockout Survivor Jenna bad, but...
0: The match that destroyed TNA in Australia. Let's run it back. Oh, Nashville, man. Tennessee, baby.
1: Man, I watched that one a few weeks ago. I, I forgot just how bad it was.
0: Why are you such a glutton for punishment? That is, I just, you I willingly know, it, sought that out? It wasn't I, like an autoplay?
1: So it, it popped up, I think... Uh, on my YouTube feed randomly an old like throwback uh, wrestling observer radio clip popped up with Alvarez shitting on it. And I was like, man, you know what? I haven't watched this in a while. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, dude, if you're just like, huh, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. You know what I haven't seen in a minute? I'm like, dude, you need a, you need a new hobby.
1: Yeah. Followed that up with undertaker giant Gonzalez and away we went. (laughs)
0: um uh, so yeah so that's the show i'm assuming that's the entire card right
1: that, that's gotta be that's a big card already that's a lot of talent to be paying for
0: do you think they announce the tba or is that like part of the the draw
1: i, th- I think it's going to depend who it is if <laughs> if it's a dud it's going to be a tba for sure
0: no um i'll tell you what's not going to be a dud death before dishonor uh, it was officially announced uh, right after Forbidden Door Which we didn't really cover la- on last week's episode We just talked like big picture ramifications mm-hmm. But uh, Death Before Dishonor is it's coming back, baby July 23rd, live from Lowell, Massachusetts mm-hmm. This is officially the first Ring of Honor show Produced by Tony Khan um, This is a big deal so for all, for all the ways that we looked at um, the last ring of honor pay-per-view, what was, was that a, uh super Party. card of honor? Um, that kind of gave us a little bit of an idea of what Tony Khan's ring of honor is going to look like. This show will give us yeah. the full picture. Yeah. Um, he's not fulfilling a booking He doesn't have anyone on the card that he doesn't want to be on the card. This is going to give us some real indication of uh, what ring of honor is going to look like moving forward. It would be awesome if they announced the TV on the Mm -hmm. pay-per-view. That's got to be the play. Um, Do you want to run us through the card? So
1: far, we have three matches announced. And I mean, we can speculate pretty good on one more. Uh, Made official on Dynamite, Samoa Joe will be defending the TV title against Jay Lethal. We've known this one was coming for a while, but the match a
0: very long time.
1: Yeah. The match graphic is now there. It's booked.
0: Yep. Um, I'm, I just, I kind of wanted to just get this match over with, um, I tweeted about it earlier during dynamite, um, on the official bingo boy or bingo hall boys, Twitter. Let me get the fucking handle. Right. Um, the build for this has just been ice cold. Um, Samoa Joe's off doing a movie, but it's just like ah, there's nothing here, man. Yep. There's there's nothing. Now they have what three weeks before the show, so it's like they can heat things up, but not having Samoa Joe on TV, I think, has done this match a great disservice. Yeah. Um, will this match be amazing? Yes but you got to get people psyched for it. This is a big deal.
1: Uh, I don't know why there weren't a couple pre-recorded Joe promos before he left, but. I don't know. There weren't. I can't yeah. tell you. Um, next up also kind of made official tonight. FTR two against the Briscos, Seven star FTR. Let's go. Yep. They will not have acquired the AEW tag titles yet so I gotta think they're winning this one again but
0: what do you think of the Briscoes actually being on the show
1: I think that says a lot that maybe these network rumors were a little bit false or that that was the previous
0: that was the previous regime too
1: yeah yeah there's I mean two different regime changes, Tony Khan taking over and the whole merger. <laughs> well, on the right other side. Yeah. Right. Like, so there, there may be some repaired relationships there, but I think, uh, I think the fact that the Briscoes are going to be doing this one again, and most likely taking the pin again has to suggest to me that there is a ring of honor future for them at this point.
0: For sure. Um, I'm, I'm super encouraged by it again. Like I was saying, whenever we were, Jumping into this, there's no one on this show That Tony Khan doesn't want on this Mm -hmm. show Um, The fact that he did book them for this Because uh, for people who aren't really in the know They won the Impact Tag Team titles They worked Game Changer for a hot second Um, Their future was very much in doubt Now, if they're going to be part of Ring of Honor moving forward Then you can have other tag teams come in from AEW They have a stacked tag division and, you know, if you have FTR for the time being and the Briscoes as kind of like building blocks for your tag team division, oh my yeah. gosh, this is uh, this is going to be something really special.
1: What a great place for the Varsity Blondes to grow a little bit.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, they just need to work more indies um, yeah. in general. Um, again, I'm going to go on the record. I think Griff is the guy. Mm-hmm. Brian Pilman I honestly, Brian Pillman Jr. Would not be booked if it wasn't for his name. Brian Um, was the
1: worst of the three. Dude. Like Julius turned now, but he was the bottom of the three for sure.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the exciting thing about Ring of Honor moving forward too, is like, yeah, you have guys um, that need the reps, but also guys who are ready for TV time and there's just not much there. Um, You know, we just saw a, a big string of people leave. AEW because there wasn't like a legitimate path mm-hmm. for them moving forward for the time being. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what the rosters just how that's going to fill out.
1: Pause for one second before I chime back in while Kaylee gets her. Yeah. out and start all man. over our audio. <laughs>
0: it's, all, it's clean, baby. It's clean. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, you're bumping the laptop over. Um,
0: Any questions you want me to add to this while I finish this out?
1: Uh, Let's have a look here. Top three indie prospects. Match of the year so far. Kenny's return and what to do with Hangman. How much we haven't seen that if you could, you would. Book Brody's run if he hadn't passed. A.W. larger building for all out. How long before the stadium show? I'm just going to add most underrated people in the business.
0: Okay. I've
1: had that one in my head for a bit because I have an interesting take on the male side and it's going to
0: catch You just want to do like all of wrestling?
1: Yeah, yeah. Literally just whatever realm, wherever you want to pull them from, get a couple of the most underrated people you can think of. That's uh, that's the only other, other one I really have to add there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. I think she's got her zoomies out. We can roll back in.
0: Okay. And then that leads us to the final match that's been announced. Our dude, Wheeler Yuda, the pure champion, defends his title against PWG champion Daniel Garcia.
1: Danny Garcia. a boy.
0: <laughs> a real sportsender, Daner. <laughs> I'm so psyched for this match. These guys have awesome chemistry. Um, If you've heard us, we have talked about the matches that these guys have had. Mm -hmm. They had a, like, how long was the draw? Was that 30 minutes? That was like 60 minutes. They they
1: did an hour long match. Yeah. Yeah. It was a 60 minute draw. When you get your IWTV subscription for West Coast Pro, just go look up this match as well.
0: They have a whole series. That was Mm -hmm. beyond, wasn't it? Up in Boston.
1: I think so.
0: And they're running in Lowell. So that crowd should be pretty familiar with those yeah. guys in that territory. Not like they're selling out like 16,000, but it's like, you know, they're on TV. Mm-hmm. They run the Indies in that area. Yeah. and it, I think that this has a real shot at match of the year. Yeah. And that's on the same card with FTR Briscoes. <laughs> I know right? Samoa Joe and Jay lethal. Like, come on. And
1: I think we can be pretty sure that it's Gresham Cage.
0: Which is not a match of the year candidate and a really hard way to end your pay-per-view. Unless it's just Brian Cage destroying Jonathan Gresham. But then at that point, what do you do with Gresham moving forward? Um, We'll see. It might be like a multi-man dance. Uh, Throw Lee Moriarty in there. Maybe someone else to do power spots with Cage.
1: I Uh, mean... You know what? Why don't we pitch it? Why don't we end the show with FTR Briscoes? That's your main event. Why do we need to end it with the singles? When does that match?
0: Uh, because Tony Khan hasn't booked any of his pay-per-views with the tag match in the main event.
1: I know, and the Young Bucks have been ra- like ranting about wanting to do that since day one. Yep. Let's do it. FTR yep. Briscoes.
0: I mean, Bucks, FTR, as the main event for All Out. <sighs> um... You want to talk about match of the year contender? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I i would like to see something besides the AEW title main event, a pay per view or a stadium stampede. I need yeah. to say that. Um, you know, what? yeah,
1: all that would make sense, so because you're gonna have we're gonna have Moxley Malachi based on my prediction that seems to be coming true very rapidly. Hell of a match, but
0: they might, I don't know, dude, if if. I'm interested to see Miro versus mm-hmm. Malachi first. Um, I want to see where that goes uh, because I think we very much could get like a, a triangle match mm-hmm. uh, where it's Mox against Miro and Malachi, something along those lines yeah. to kind of like protect some people. Um, I don't know, but we've got a long way to all out. We so, do. Um, it'll be really interesting. So we're not, all right. Um, let's get back into listener questions. We've done this before and it was a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Uh, it's been really good. Mitch, you want to start off with the first one?
1: All right. Toki asks top three indie prospects. Oh, I think, Oh, this is difficult.
0: I didn't prep for this. I'm doing it all off the top of my head. Yeah, um, me too. That's why this has
1: caused me some difficulty.
0: You want me to just shoot my shot? Sure. Can't say Nick Wayne. He's already signed. Dang. This is harder than I thought. Anthony Henry. Mm-hmm. After that, Titus Alexander seems like a pretty easy one to go to. He's been tearing it up in West Coast. He's had himself a year. And then I would end on is Vikingo still a prospect? I kind of want to go with him just because he has tremendous, tremendous Fair. upside. I really wish I could say Kevin Blackwood. Um, I'm, I'm going to need to see a lot more out of him uh, before I put him in that list. Fair. It's dire, man. It's dire.
1: It is, man.
0: Do you think of yours? Uh,
1: I'm going to, I'm going to use Tits Alexander as well. I think he's, yeah. he's proven himself at this point. I don't know if I can still call, Yeah, you know, it's only MLW. I'm going to go with Myron Reed. Um, MLW barely counts. And I think I'm going to, I guess Jake something's my third.
0: Yeah. I wanted to go there, but I feel like I'm pretty predictable. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say Anthony Henry. I'm going to leave Titus off. I'll let you have him. This I is a lot about cartwheel too. Really, really hard. Yeah, but I think there's got to be more there. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. Anthony Henry, Brian Keith. No, scratch that. Anthony Henry, Matt Fitchett, Masha Slamovich. I feel good about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I Masha. I wasn't sure if I should counter since she does have an impact contract, but
0: oh, come on. She does Man. so
1: many indies, like.
0: Um. Well. Okay. Fine. In that case. Hulk Hogan. Deal. Next question is from AC. He asked, or they asked, I don't know, since the year is half over, what's been the best match so far? I haven't seen anything better than Okada Osprey at the Tokyo Dome. There were a couple things that were really close. Uh, For those of you who aren't into New Japan, I would recommend jumping on that IWTV. We just got you subscribed to and checking out Uh, ACH Mike Bailey I don't know if that one's five stars but We loved it my AEW match of the Year that's really hard Might be that Cody Sammy ladder match because I think I was expecting So little from that and it just totally over delivered And to my knowledge that's Cody's final wrestling match so uh, I haven't heard of him doing anything since
1: (laughs) Oh, I did hear that he had a pretty major injury. I don't know how it happened, but just working out or something. But, yeah, ripped his pec completely off.
0: I'm sure Brian Cage can give him some some rehab advice.
1: Yeah. Um, AEW specific, I think Danielson Hangman would be my match of the year so far. Yeah. Um, Outside of aid, you know, I think my match of the year so far is FTR Briscoe's one
0: you were the high man on that.
1: Yeah. Like I, or
0: maybe I'm the low man on it. I don't know. Yeah.
1: One, one of the two, I mean, Okada Osprey was the other pick, but I think, I think I liked FTR Briscoe's better. Um, How much of that is due to having a clap crowd versus a live crowd. I honestly can't say I perhaps with a live crowd that was allowed to actually make noise. Okada Osprey is still higher on that list for me. And I think that'd be a reasonable guess to say, but yeah, I think FTR Briscoe is what I'm going with. All right. Next question. TK asks, who is the biggest free agent right now? And should AEW sign them?
0: Um, I think the biggest one right now is Gargano. And the answer is no.
1: Uh, I'm going to give a twofold answer here because one is based on a rumor. Um, if in fact, Sasha Banks actually is free. Like some people are very adamant about she's the biggest bigger than Gargano for sure. Um I don't think that's too debatable in terms of media presence and television presence, maybe not on a wrestling caliber, but as a, as a recognizable name, that would be the biggest name on the list.
0: So Um, that's what I was, that's what I was thinking of. mm -hmm. But if I were like life or death, you have to, you have to like give me your take. Are you comfortable saying that Sasha Banks is out of WWE? Because I am not. I if I had to bet on one like real money, I think she goes back or she just doesn't wrestle again because she's made sick money.
1: So I think I'm definitely in the camp where I think there's smoke to the fire and she actually has worked her way out of the contract or at the very least is never going back. The couple Don't get people, me
0: wrong. I would love to see her in AEW. Yeah, I think there's a couple
1: awesome. people that have been reporting it who, you know. There's some people that are reliable, some that are semi-reliable. A couple of the most reliable sources I've ever seen have both said kind of that they've heard it on good authority. She's gone. I'd love, I think if she is AEW needs to sign her, but it would not surprise me at all. If she was just done wrestling and went full on into Hollywood. Like she's got enough money. Even if Hollywood fails, she can retire. Would not surprise me if we never see her again.
0: I wouldn't um, be shocked if she got like a part-time deal, like they give their top stars and she shows up
1: maybe. very
0: few times. I, I don't know, dude. I mean, she pulled this before where she was quote unquote done and well, uh, just we'll see what happens. Her.
1: Um, but aside from her, it's, it's another female um, official as of like today. Um, well, as of a few days, once you're listening, uh, Paige is a free agent. Should they sign her? Probably not, but she's a free agent and it's a big one.
0: Yeah. I thought you were going to say Debbie Malenko.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Signed Debbie Malenko.
0: <laughs> There's uh, Ric
1: Flair's last match.
0: Let's go. Oh, Dean Malenko versus Rick Flair. <laughs> Are you even more nervous now? Let's go.
1: I'd be more yeah. comfortable with new Jack Ric Flair. <laughs>
0: The corpse of New Jack versus <laughs> Ric Flair. Yeah, dude, I don't know. That that question's really interesting to me because it's always like, who's out there that can be signed? And I just, I don't really see anybody right now that's realistic. Don't get me wrong. I think Sasha showing up and ending Jade's streak would be pretty freaking rad.
1: That uh, That's a game changer one for dude, sure.
0: Men 50 and older would tune in for that. I know game that for changer. sure. Game changer. Oh, Sasha the Game Changer. There you go. Mitch answered your question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, next question. Uh, Tyler asks, how would you fantasy book Kenny's return? Let's do that one first, and he has a okay. follow-up. So how would you fantasy book Kenny's return?
1: Um, I'm booking Kenny's return. He's going to come back to a face pop no matter what, so we're going to run with it, and there's going to be a lot of insecurity about the role Adam Cole has taken within the company they teased it when he left so before we even think of returning to Hangman Kenny dynamics we have to resolve the Adam Cole Kenny Omega thing which leads to the undisputed elite against the actual elite presumably for the trios titles if they hold out that long enough on introducing those because we know that's why they've been holding out. I think that's the most logical play for Kenny's return, which flips the Bucks' face, and you have face Bucks and Kenny against heel. I'm just going to keep going with undisputed elites. So I feel like it'd be a cool move to keep that name even when he branches away from the elite. That feels yeah. correct. So, yeah.
0: so is the the match is a trios match? It doesn't involve Hanger.
1: Yeah, they can revisit Hangman after. He's got his own arc. He's got to work through too, and
0: I think that's the way to go. Like you said, Tony Khan even mentioned it himself. Um, mm-hmm. he, in like multiple interviews, yeah. he's like, Many "No." Times. I mean, we know for a fact the trios titles are made. They're mm-hmm. in Tony Khan's office, and he's just not bringing them back until Kenny Omega's here, so he can go on a trios run, mm-hmm. and his partners are going to be the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Or I present to you. Mm-hmm how Jake is going to fantasy book the trio's titles. The Bucks are hemming and hawing. They're like, you know, we've already been two-time AEW Tag Team Champions. We're done with those titles for now. We might come back to them, but come on. It's time for a new challenge. We need a third man for a trio. And then everyone's like, oh my God. And they start chanting for Kenny. Oh, Kenny, Kenny. Hangman's music hits. And people are like, oh, the Hung Bucks, let's go! But he doesn't go towards them. Kota Abushi's music hits. Everyone <laughs> goes, oh my god, it's going to be Kota Abushi and the Young Bucks, like all in. But Kota Abushi stands on the stage, and the Bucks are so confused. And then Kenny Omega's music hits, and he puts his arms around both Hangman and Abushi, <laughs> and he says to the Bucks, "You'd better find a partner." Cause I found mine and we get a trios title run with Omega, Abushi and Hangman, <laughs> the hung lovers. Let's go name pending.
1: I feel like I just go with the well hung lovers. I don't know why I'm adding the well, but I think it just flows better. Like
0: eh, eh. I think it's implied. We got to leave something to the imagination. Um, in that case, I have no idea who trios with the books. Uh, fucking Rick Knox for all I care. I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah and then his follow-up is what do you do with hangman from here i answered what i would do
1: okay so hangman i think the way Hangman's story is gonna go and i think this is the way i'd like to see it go too i think they teased it a bit tonight and the last week on being the elite and everything the boxer hemming and hawing about reaching out to hangman again the only friend left I think Hangman is trying to really reconcile with the Dark Order after becoming a little bit corrupted with power. And I think there's going to be a power struggle between the Dark Order and the Young Bucks over Hangman Page. I think it leads, I think it should lead to Hangman officially joining the Dark Order for a while, at least. Not as a permanent move, but I mean, it can be like a permanent move the way Inner Circle was theoretically going to be where they were just always kind of there, but not... Like you know what I mean? Um, I think that's the play. Hangman joins Dark Order in that capacity. You know he'll play a leadership role for a while, and then it's just always a guy that's affiliated loosely. And I think that leads to a crisis of confidence on the Buck side. That leads to their eventual face turn with Kenny Omega because they realize Hangman had the right idea. And though they can't get that friendship back, they can still get Kenny's back. And I think that wraps up both of those arcs nicely and gives us some good direction for hangman to reconcile with who he became when he was champion and realizing that his friends that were there the whole time are what were most important
0: so we we talked about this a little bit the other day uh, in our little corner of the internet i think the move for all out is hangman did we even talk about this on the pod last week hangman mocks i don't, Mox think, I don't for all out think
1: we actually mentioned it. Maybe we Um, did because I talked about Hangman Malachi for for All Out so I suggested Hangman Mox at Full Gear.
0: I really like the idea of Hangman versus Mox at All Out. Um, Mox being open and talking about Hmm. his abuse issues and how he had to get past them to be where he is today and that's how he knows he has Hangman beat. So it still plays into the anxious millennial cowboy character that he's doing where he's unsure He's still battling with it But I think that can only get you so far Someone suggested turning Hangman heel And I just I don't see it No it would have to be something like Him cutting like a WWE style Like you people did This promo where it's just like You enabled my alcoholism And I'm just like that I don't Hangman
1: is a face of the company Period right
0: right Um, maybe down the road after he has like another really successful main event run, Mm. but no, there's, there's still a ways to go with him being a baby face. So I'd give him some mid card stuff to do Um, it, especially with the dark order. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be great to have him running Mm -hmm. around with them until Kenny comes back. Yeah. Um, There's even the story with the bucks. Like you said, they teased it on BTE hangman and the bucks, dude, that's an awesome trio. Part of me wouldn't be shocked if they did the trios tournament with Hangman and the Bucks as the winners.
1: And if you if you get to Hangman and the Bucks, the the Moxley alcoholism story writes itself into that. The Bucks are notorious sober guys too. They already called Hangman out on the drinking. He comes to turn with that. It's a natural play for the face turn for the Bucks to, you know, forgive and welcome him back, and they embrace it together. It makes sense too.
0: Yep. Um, a great
1: character when there's so many different directions You can go and they right. all work Yeah, I mean, That is and, and, pro wrestling at it's best
0: Like I said I think the you people Is the worst way that they can yeah. go with this right now yeah. um, There's a way you can turn Hangman heel but honestly I'd rather Have Mox heel right mm-hmm. now I yeah. think that makes so much more sense uh, For him to just be rubbing His sobriety yeah. In his face like that because They mm-hmm. didn't do it with the punk Feud uh, which was a huge Shock to me so maybe uh, maybe they do it with mocks, but uh, you want to do the next one.
1: All right, next up, Kev asks, "What is the one match we haven't seen that you that if you could, you would?" So fantasy book a match, basically.
0: Okada Punk was the answer because that was the that was the rumored match that sold out Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, like Punk Tanahashi is still a great match, but everyone expected punk okada like that was the the dirty rumor going around and the fact they didn't deliver that was a little shady but there's always next year i think i would want has omega okada happened before um i think that's the match i think it's okada punk is uh is the match that i would do i think that that's a big enough show you could sell out anywhere with that one match
1: i i want the golden Lovers reunion. Against who? I I kind of want to do it against the Bucks, right? Like that—that's the match I want. Golden Lovers against the Bucks.
0: Yeah, I mean we answered that one really quickly, but it's just like I I nope. don't see anything wrong with either one of those. Nope. Uh, if you had to do another match, let's give let's give Kev some uh, bang for his buck. If you've got to do another match, what what what's the co-main event?
1: Okay, I got one. I'm going with a women's match on this one. Um, I'm booking Paige against Serena Deep. It's a little out okay. there, but I think there's so many stories with how both of their WWE runs went with Serena having to do the head shave and all and like get the implants and everything. She's already cut that promo. Paige obviously fell way down the rabbit hole in terms of substance abuse and you know videos existing um, and the different versions of the redemption arcs between them I think could create a really intriguing story and they both were from generations where they had to really battle to be taken seriously um could also throw AJ Mendez in there anywhere and it works as well but I think she's pretty clear that she's not having any intention to wrestle again. Whereas Paige has very much said, I want to be in the ring again and I'm working on it. So I think I got to play the realism card a little more there and go with Paige deep.
0: I want to go with just like a work rate match that I know for a fact would be like one of the best matches I've ever seen that doesn't involve Okada. I'm a little biased. I want Will Ospreay versus Swerve.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I think that's one of those matches where it's just like, holy shit, if that went mm-hmm. a 60-minute draw, no one would be upset because it would be one of the coolest matches you've ever yeah. seen. Um, both of those guys are basically, I would assume, at the height of their powers right now. Yeah, uh, Both of them have a lot of career left, hopefully, so uh, I hope we get that. That would be really rad. Steve Carell's stand demands book Brody's run if he hadn't passed.
1: I mean, we know we were eventually headed for Hangman Brody. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that makes Brody the one to take the AEW title from Hangman at the end of the reign.
0: I think that was the plan. Yeah. So the only thing that I know for certain, Mox had talked about it where he pitched Tony the idea, and apparently Tony loved it, that Mox and Brody were going to have like a rival Mm -hmm. tag team thing this eventually turned into the Blackpool Combat Club yeah they and even the stuff that he did with Eddie Mm
1: -hmm. Kingston
0: um, this is that was what was planned they probably even had like a tag team title run Mm -hmm. uh, from everything that I understand that was the plan those two would just be dominant in the tag division and then you know obviously they go their own ways and have another singles match but yeah I, I think Ultimately, I don't know if Brody would have been the one to take the title off of Hangman or if it was like Hangman's final challenge before yeah. he, ch- he goes for the title. Because I don't know how you do the majority of the Kenny Hangman run mm-hmm. with Brody in the picture. That's kind of hard as far as like what the resolution of that would be without it getting a little muddled and not clean, but... It's a fun thing to think about, but it's a really hard thing to think about because honestly, I don't know if Brody was ever going to be the dude in AEW. I think his ceiling was probably legitimate contender, but ultimately a TNT title guy. I just miss his BTE stuff, man. Like just the fun that they had, the life.
1: Fall the fuck down for Sue. Oh, oh my-, my
0: God, he's so hurt. Oh my God. <laughs> I I I miss it. Um, oh. It was it, the the little tribute tonight was really good. They were yeah. they were up in New York and uh, negative one came out. QT Marshall challenged him to a fight. Maybe my favorite thing in wrestling ever was him just being like, "Hey, twelve year old, your dead dad sucks, and so does your mom. I want to fight you." <laughs> oh my gosh, I uh, we've got to wait like what six years for that match. So let's go long-term, long-term storytelling. Let's do it.
1: All right. Harry Carey asks, will AEW run a larger building for all out and how long before they run a stadium show?
0: So this one's really intriguing to me because um, I'm not sure how familiar you are are with the arena that they run. It used to be the Sears Center. It's Mm -hmm. the now center or whatever it's called. It fits like, Eleven thousand yeah. people, if yeah. we're being generous, having been to every single show that these guys have ran in that building, they need to leave. They need to leave. I don't know if they have the balls to do the United Center again. Um, I think they could sell it out. Yeah. Um, and with that minimal stage, they could probably sell even more tickets than what they did. There's a lot of chatter. A lot of chatter about the next time That they run a Chicago show About running Soldier Field mm-hmm. Tony Khan Even replied to people who asked With like the thinky face emoji I was like oh man Oh man Soldier Field is a, it's a stadium But it's not really really big um, It's easy to get to uh, Outdoor show In September on the water It's pretty nice Just saying how long do you think it'll be before AEW runs a uh, stadium show?
1: So I'm going to be a little nitpicky here and say Arsh- Arthur Ash technically does count, but I get what they're actually asking. Right. Like, and I'm a big tennis guy. So for me, Arthur Ash really, really counts. Like that was a huge deal for that me. That
0: place is amazing.
1: Like I. That building is Awesome. I have dreams of going to Arthur Ashe and watching a U.S. Open final. Like I'm a huge tennis fan, yes, so that would be amazing. That 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 was a big deal stadium show for me. But in terms, and they're doing of it people, again, late September. Absolutely. In terms of what this question is actually asking, um, I think it's the UK tour. I think Tony's talked about wanting to run Cardiff or whatever the hell it is. I think it's the big. How Either the closer or the opener for, for a little UK swing. I think that's where the stadium show True. pops up. And I think it's sooner rather than later at this point.
0: Do you know how many people that fits?
1: Not a clue. <laughs> not a clue.
0: Was it Fulham?
1: Yeah. It's the Fulham one.
0: Fulham FC. Uh, stadium capacity. 25,000.
1: Well, that's not much more than Arthur Ashe.
0: It's really not
1: like Arthur's 20. I think
0: Arthur Ash is 23
1: 23 on a tennis setup,
0: right? So that would be bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, they need to get over to the UK and up in mm-hmm. Canada like ASAP though.
1: Yes, please. Um, I'll fly anywhere in the country. Yeah, I really don't want to go down south, but I'll fly anywhere in the country for them. <laughs> All right. Our last question. Underdog asks, who are the most underrated wrestlers right now? One male, one female.
0: Got to specify.
1: Anywhere, any circumstance.
0: On the indies, I'd say Mike Bailey, but he's been getting his roses. (laughs) Underrated. You want to go first?
1: Sure. On the... uh... On the female side, I'm going with an AEW person who we haven't seen in a while, but I don't think gets enough credit for how much she's improved and is Penelope Ford. I'm mm-hmm. not saying she's Sheeta. I'm not saying she's Deeb. But when I think of underrated, I don't think people give her enough credit for, for what she can do. Um, honorable mention to Jamie Hayter, who I think is the best kept secret in women's wrestling. But I think people are starting to realize that she's actually pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, Jamie um, Hayter's my pick for a female wrestler. She's yeah. stellar.
1: On, uh, on the male side, I'm going with a real wild card one on this one. And this one's going to make some people want to punch me. But uh, I'm going with Baron Corbin. He polishes shit sandwiches. They're crap, but it's what he's given.
0: That's am about to there leave was, this call.
1: There was a moment. So there was a moment during their bad King of the Ring tournament where for a minute he forgot he was in WWE and just started working. And the crowd got behind him and it was a good match. He actually could work. He plays his characters well. He's just given absolute crap and bought into the company line. You get that brainwash out of his head, get him into a different environment. The man was an NFL athlete. He can move. He's an athlete. He does his crappy characters very well. They're just terrible. Like, Happy Corbin is a disgusting joke. So was poor Corbin. So was dog food Corbin they're all terrible but he sold them for what they were and I think if you put him in the right opportunity and the right company he's going to surprise some people and turn some heads
0: I'm trying to think of a male wrestler who's like really underrated because we live
1: well that's just it too right like I mean we know who all the good workers are this is someone where I don't think people know that there actually is a worker underneath there that's pretty damn good
0: Wrestling discourse has gotten pretty good at making sure that people get seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people get like hate on way too much. So I understand your pick. Don't like it. I understand it. <laughs> I don't respect it, but I understand.
1: You're not supposed to. <laughs> that's the no, point. I'm, I'm just. I'm, that's I, the I, whole I, I point. Get I, I get it. that I get reactions. It. Why my pick is so
0: good? Um, <laughs> to be fair, I haven't watched a match of his in. I mean. I have whenever he had either, he still but. had hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yo, he needs to cut that now. So no, I I, I get the pick. Jamie Hayter was the easy one for me. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm still pretty upset that she's just like Brit's lackey. I'm like, dude, there we should have gotten the blow up for that. She should be a bigger deal than Brit.
1: Absolutely. And I will die
0: on that mountain.
1: Absolutely.
0: I think the most un- underrated male wrestler. I'm gonna say Kazuchika Okada because no one really talks about how good he really is. Like, best in the world doesn't really describe. What... No, I, I like seriously though. I don't know who to pick. Anthony Henry was my indie pick for the longest time because I'm just like this dude mm-hmm. is so freaking good, and he doesn't really get the chance to shine anywhere. Yeah. yeah, which is so baffling to me. Even the fact that someone like a PWG or even like West Coast Pro AAW. I mean, shit, even Black Label Pro, game changer. Like, no one's spotlighting this Mm -hmm. dude. And again, I mean, now that we did this, he'll probably show up in a dark match and just get his ass caved in. That's not the the phrase time we talked about it and and got squashed. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Part of me wants to go with the WWE wrestler, but like, I honestly, I can't think of too many off the top of my head to justify it. Cause I feel like WWE fans really like, defend their people yeah i don't know anthony henry or uh Hulk Hogan. i don't know actually i've got one more uh jake asks have you seen scream four yet <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man oh shit here's where mitch gets in trouble and gets if we thought baron corbin was a hot take here's the bigger issue that's going to come up I am so close to being done Malcolm in the middle. Like I have like five episodes left. I'm almost there.
0: And oh, that's the show. Thank you so much for listening until oh. next time. I'm Jake. He's Mitch. This is the Bingo hall boys podcast.
1: So I look on crave last <laughs> night. Man, I'm almost done. Malcolm. I can start scream Four. I look on crave Friday night lights just went up. I'm screwed. Like, I am screwed. Tim Reagan's let's go. I'm fucked.
0: This bit like Ric Flair's career will never die.
1: Absolutely. Hopefully like Sidney Prescott, but I haven't fucking seen it yet, so I don't know.
0: The real question, will Mitch see Scream 4 before Scream 5 is out? <laughs> Clock's ticking, bud. Actually, Um, literally, we our calls almost up. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to do the uh, the sign off again. Bye, guys.
1: See you next week.